budgeting, saving, and reaching your financial rewards. Money, money, money. money Talks on Newstalk to talk. Time to talk money with Mortgage Ability Director Marcus Hull. Good morning, Marcus. Hi, Nick. How are you going? Great, thanks. 0800 80 1080 is the number if you'd like to call and ask Marcus a question. Anything to do with money, whether it's debt, whether it's borrowing money, anything to do with money, interest rates, anything. Or text us on 9292. Okay, we're going to go straight to Pete. Pete's here, and we're going to go to a question. Good morning, Pete. Good guys. Uh, just a quick question, um, just in terms of investing uh, in property through using um, this outfit called Propeller Properties, and they, they use the capital in your existing house. I just wondered if you could give us an idea of sort of pitfalls of, of and risks of doing that sort of thing, please. Um, yeah, good morning, Pete. Well, basically, if, um, if you're using your existing property, you, you're putting that up as security. So you are putting that on the line. If uh, yep. you know the bank has it as security, if something goes wrong, um, yep. basically you'll need to. You know, the bottom line is with the bank these days, you basically need to keep 20% equity in your place and have 40% for the um, for the investment property, um, and yep. it could all possibly come out of your owner occupied anyway. So you effectively have more debt on the investment property, but you want to run all that sort of stuff through with an accountant, make sure the numbers work. Um, obviously there's tax deductions for the newer properties. It's not available anymore for the older ones. Just just looking at that, I don't earn enough money to, um, to to borrow most of the year, so I just wondered if that, that was an option for utilising some capital that we've got in the house. Yeah, yeah but the bottom line yeah. is um, the banks are who the lender is. It yep. has to comply with the responsible lending code. So if you're saying you're on a limited income, um, you yep. need to be able to service service that debt. And um, so yes, it doesn't matter if you've got five houses worth ten million dollars and you want to go and borrow a million. You need to show that you can service that service that million yes, adequately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's cool. That's good help. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Pete. Does that work for you, yes, Pete? Thanks. You got enough information? That's all good. Yeah, I think that's a no. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Um, Marcus, John Key has come out with some financial advice in the Herald saying he's not a fan of debt other than for buying a home. And young people need to understand the power of compound interest and buy property. Firstly, can you explain compound interest for any of your young listeners that don't understand what compound interest is? Yeah, okay. So basically, if you had... um hundred dollars in the bank at at ten percent for a year. At the end of the year, the bank's going to pay you ten dollars interest. So you have hundred and ten dollars, and that money is reinvested for another year. And if it was still at ten percent, you've got hundred and ten dollars. So next year you're going to get hundred and eleven. That adds to the one ten, so you've got one twenty one, and then it's ten percent. So it's called, I think, the eighth wonder of the world. Okay, so basically that's like when you have shares and you don't take your dividends, you just get them in shares. Well, you put it back in shares. So you're basically investing in yourself the whole time. Re- reinvesting all the time. Yeah, and if you, if you did take, if the dividend uh, company didn't have the uh, dividend reinvestment policy and you got the you know cash dividend, you could always take the option of buying more shares with that money. Okay, oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty is the number. Uh, if you'd like to ask Marcus a question, we're taking your calls. And if you'd like to go anonymous, we'll take any name at all. Uh, and if you'd like to text, 9292 is the text number. Tell me what you thought of John Key's advice. Well, it's, it's obviously very sound advice. <laughs> it's, it's coming from two things there. One is he's talking about the compound interest. So if you sign up to your KiwiSaver, um, that's going to be reinvested. Um, so that's the same same principle, uh, and then housing, you know, over the years has been a great store of wealth for, and generate generator of wealth for Kiwis. Um, and it, bottom line is, is if, if you've got a house and you've got a mortgage, you're paying the mortgage every month. You, you're getting a little bit of uh, you're paying off a little bit of equity and some interest, but you're 
you know, paying it down over time and creating an asset for yourself. So there's two really good things going on there with his advice. Okay, we've got another caller. Peter, you got a question for Marcus? Thank you. Yes, please. I want to buy a house um, in a couple of months, and but I have to borrow a lot of money, million dollars. But I'm reading this article in the New Zealand Herald by John Weeks. He reckons uh, the country's well balance is about uh, in deficit of 7.1 billion in the quarter, and our imports up to uh, to 20 billion. I'm a bit. Worried that I'll borrow all this money and the economy might collapse. Is that a worry, Mark? Well, I mean, it comes down to your own personal circumstances and how much money you have and your ability to repay that. So um, if you're worried about it, personally, I wouldn't go ahead with it. I mean, you know, property is a long-term thing and it's a lot of money. It's a big commitment. Um, you, you want to be certain on, on what you're doing. And, um, yeah, so that's if you've got any worries at all, it's, it's maybe something you don't want to get involved in at the moment. Thanks, um, Peter, and thanks, uh, Marcus. Stu, you've got a question for Marcus. Yes, um, g'day, Marcus. So I am in my mid-20s. I've saved up a bit of money and got a good amount in KiwiSaver. Um, my partner and I have been looking at possibly getting our foot onto the ladder, um, onto the property ladder at some point. Uh, the problem being at the moment is I'm doing part-time study um, well, sorry, doing full-time study during the uni year, yep. um, part-time work, and then going up to full-time study for like essentially a third of the year, um, which obviously makes my pay kind of go up and down. Um, going to a mortgage broker, how would you kind of look at that and how would the banks look at that in terms of my pay? Would they look at my lower pay or would they look at my holistic year-round pay? Um, yeah, well, a couple of things. It's going to depend on a couple of things and how long that, that pay structure is going to continue. And if that's going to finish at the end of the year, the bank can have a look at that. But it's really they're looking at, at the servicing now. But if it's if you've had varied pay over a year and maybe it's contracting or something, it's self, you're self-employed, they'll look at the IR3, what the income was over the year and proportion it, proportion it out. But maybe it's a good thing to get in contact with a mortgage advisor now um, and they can plug some numbers into a calculator and have a look at your expenses and everything and, and see see where you're at with your deposit and um, maybe provide you with a few tips to um, present the best application possible to the bank. Uh, thanks, Stu, for that question. Marcus, I've got a quick question on that. Is there a difference? For, do banks look at things differently if you're a contract employee rather than a salaried employee? Um, yeah, 100% because... If you've got a salary, you're full time. You know the money's coming every fortnight or every month. If you if you're a contractor, the bank the first thing they're going to look at it and go, "Oh, how long is this contract for?" Now, if you've got a six month contract, you, you're borrowing money for thirty years on a mortgage. Okay, when this comes up, where's the income coming from to pay the mortgage? But if you've so, had if you've showed a track record of having a contract for a couple of years, does would that work? Yeah, um, because yeah. I mean they can fire you just as easily if you're on a job, can't they? Yeah, that, that's true. But they want to make sure. I mean, they have to lend responsibly, and so that's one of the things that really did tighten up over the treble CFA last December. So, yeah, if you've got a history of always been able to get a job, but it, it can be a bit difficult if there's three months left on that contract, and um, they think, well, maybe you, that's not going to get renewed. What's going to happen after that? Okay, oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty is the number. If you'd like to ask Marcus any questions, like Stu and Peter have done. He'll take your call and he'll give you the advice. And conversely, if you'd like to text the question through, I will ask him. 9292 is the text number and anything you'd like to know about money. It's called Money Talks and we'll help you with 
Money Talks. I just want to ask you one more little quick question on John Key's um, advice that he gave in the Herald today. What's what's your top good and your bad debt advice? Well, basically where he was coming from, he only liked debt that was on a house because generally that's an appreciating asset and you're, you're you know creating equity for yourself as you as you pay that mortgage down. Traditionally, if you bought a car, it went down in value. Or it's those luxury things. You bought a TV. You, know, when, you remember when this first plasma TV screen came grand. out? Yeah, 20, 25 grand. I mean, you can go down to the warehouse and get like 65 inches for a 1,000 bucks, you know? So that, that's a good example of like, you know, you went and borrowed that money at 20%. You know, that, that thing actually cost you 35 grand. That's it's worthless because it's old technology, but you can buy a 1,000 bucks for something way better now. So, Marcus, we're hearing that interest rates might go even higher. Janae was talking about it this morning on our uh, on our business panel. What's the word on the street? Is there anything that people can do to prepare? Because I'm getting hit with this too. Yep. So obviously the OCR currently is three percent, and the the Reserve Bank's own forecast was that to go to four point one, around four percent, and the banks have hiked their their economists have hiked their expectations just due to the high uh, inflation. I mean, the inflation really took off just over a year ago. People said that was going to be transitory, but you know, hopefully Ukraine's over and you know the supply chain issues and COVID are all over that. It's dragged out a little bit longer, so it's got a little bit more sticky. So if basically if you're on a rate that's two and a half, three percent now, and it's coming up in the next six months, you, you are going to be paying more money on that mortgage, hundred percent. So you could. You know, I know you're not going to give me an exact answer on this. I know you're not going to be happy me asking this question, but if if you're advising your son or your daughter. Uh, that was buying a property, and the, what do you? Th- what, what advice would you give them? To, would be the maximum you feel interest could go to in the next couple of years? Um, well, if yeah, the, so the banks are forecasting four seventy five five percent for that OCR, and if you, you chuck two percent on top of that type of thing for a, a one year rate, um, yeah, it's sort of getting up there. Um, the the three to five year part of the curve has been a pretty stable because on the other side of the coin is. The, the market sort of saying, well, if you put rates up here, it's going to crush the economy. So at some stage, you're going to be cutting rates again. So the longer term rates are hanging in. So it's more likely the one and two year rates are going to go above. You can fix in a new rate up to 60 days in advance. It differs between banks. So that's something you want to look at if uh, because the OCR review is, is it's coming up. Um, currently three and obviously going to four. So probably that one and two year rate could go a little bit higher. Um, my advice is also if you're currently paying a certain amount every fortnight, um, and you can afford to pay more, maybe go and look at paying a little bit more now just to get used to, get a, get ahead of the curve a bit. I tell you, it doesn't, it doesn't take long to get used to it. It's a killer. Marcus, how wise or risky is it to take a loan out for a car? Am I better to just save up longer? Well, um, it depends here because it's, you know, like we've, we talked about the depreciating asset thing, but you might need that car for, to get to work or for work um, or to get your kids to sport on the weekend. So... Um, what I would look at is, you know, how can you finance that at a cheap rate? Now, if you, hit, I'm not sure what the call has got, but if you're with say ANZ at the moment, um, you, you can borrow money at one percent for three years if you buy an EV or a hybrid. Um, so that, you know, I, that would I, I, would, I would I would shop around. You'd there's have to have really a mortgage interest. for that, though. You'd have yeah. to have it, yeah. But there's, there are some good finance deals um, with various outfits and companies like the the motor manufacturers financing them effectively at cheap rates. Okay. Something that really is a bugbear bigger, bigger for me, and I don't like the idea of them, but our reverse, a text has come and said, our reverse mortgage is a good idea for retirees? Um, it depends if, if you've got assets that you might be cashing up and then you can pay that, re- well, the reverse, you know, the reverse mortgage, 
if you want to stay in your own home and you're happy and comfortable with that and it's, it's got a you know, good deal of equity in it and there are limits as to how much you can pull down. So I personally think for people that have you know they've created that asset and they want to stay there, it's their money, they should be able to use it. You just It's just like, but it is compounding on the money that you're buying, but you can pay it back if you have other assets you sell down. Always a pleasure. Mortgage Ability Director Marcus Hull talking finance, uh, money talks. We do it every couple of weeks on a Tuesday morning.